Fantasy football card quest collecting and investing. Andy has a tip that is going to save you a lot of time listing your cards on eBay. We got that coming up for you. But Andy, you and I were discussing this for an hour about sales volume. And it is the playoff season. And people are buying like crazy right now. My man, Andy. I'm fired up, baby. Let's go. Yeah, man. Yeah. If, if you're not selling uh, football cards right now of guys that are in the playoffs, then you're doing something wrong <laughs> um, because the, the volume has gone up. I mean, even guys like Joe Burrow, we thought that, you know, how could the volume go up whenever I counted? You know, he sold 1,900 in week 16 and then 2,900 in week 17 on the weekend. And this past wild card weekend, Carter, I counted 3,600. Mm, 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 mm. So this is why you really got to, you know, pay attention to what Andy shares with you, right? So the first thing is we're going to get into the playoff matchups in just a second. But we do have a Patreon we want you uh, to join in on. And Andy, for it seemed like a, a month straight, you were telling everyone in the Patreon to go buy T. Higgins cards and look at what that did for a lot of people. It made a lot of people uh, very happy because they're able to flip. You did the same thing with Cam Akers. We saw it this past weekend. Once he hit the field, he was monstrous. Now, it wasn't like he had like an all-time dominant performance, but it was the story of his comeback. You kept seeing all the ESPN graphics about, you know, Cam Akers. And, you know, that compels people to want to be a part of his journey as well and buy his card because, well, he's Cam Akers. He's got an interesting story, an interesting personality. So, you know, that's why you got to really pay attention to uh, a few things we're going to share with you in today's episode. And Andy, we did see it again this weekend. If you win, it really helps your prices if you're a player. Absolutely. Uh, really helps your prices because then once what I've seen is is once they win, you know, now that hype level continues to build throughout the week and people are wanting to make uh, additional speculative purchases, even if the player is very speculative uh, for the next week upcoming. Um, and, and there's no more fantasy football in terms of like season long fantasy leagues. Yeah, we're still doing player prop bets through underdog fantasy and and stuff like that. But um, we're not doing season long f- fantasy anymore. So we're looking to, you know, have have some fun and make some of these speculative investments on players in the playoffs and in the, in the hopes they go to the Super Bowl. And, and then there's all the focus on them. All right, so let's start with the quarterbacks who won, Andy. So obviously there's two that really jump out to me after this past weekend. The first is Joe Burrow. So once again, uh, Joe's great. He's not going anywhere. He's probably at all the young quarterbacks. If you were to draft their skill position sets, you would say the Bengals have the best, right? With mm. you know Mixon, Higgins, and that Jamar Chase guy who's just kind of sort of good at football, just kind of sort of. Uh, even though he dropped a few passes in preseason. Oh, my goodness. He dropped a few passes. It was the end of the world. I'm kidding. 
but that was funny to look back on it. So obviously, Andy, uh, off the top here, you know, we talked about T. Higgins a minute ago. Uh, Jamar Chase's prices are soaring even before Prism and Mosaic comes out. Uh, the first thing here is what Joe Burrow and his cards are doing right now is absolutely insane. And you do have to factor that in right now if you are looking to buy Joe Burrow. Yeah, you definitely have to factor that in. You know, uh, he's a 2020 rookie, so there's an insane amount of variety uh, available. And, and we know that uh, Panini absolutely took advantage of all the additional influx of, of new hobbyists that got in last year. So they printed a lot of product, a lot of additional variety, also an increased print run. Uh, and that's that's really where they kind of got the market. It wasn't, uh, I don't think, by printing 500,000, a, mil, a, 500, a million rated rookies of Joe Burrow. I think it was like, no, we're going to make, you know, 250 different variations uh, across 30 to 40 different sets. And so there, that provides a tremendous amount of variety. So you could, you know, like we talked about, you continuously see cards pop up of Joe, from Joe Burrow, uh, you know, a, a rated rookie press proof red or, a, um, you know, a, a base rated rookie or a card from absolute that's got orange in it or illusions or rookies and stars or any of any of these sets and, and they'll sell but it's uh, it's all based on price point right yeah you know, some of those so, some some of those base illusion stuff they're only selling for five dollars even though it's joe burrow and that's just because they're not they're not demanded like the prism and and the optics and some of those higher end cards are and you made a great point to me that before this podcast began andy and we tried to you know express this even further but it was brief during another episode orange laser joe burrow color match matters people love the aesthetic of it so you know there was a lot of orange lasers in this past 2020 product right because i pulled some of those orange lasers so if you get a orange laser of a Bengals player or a browns player because of that color match, the aesthetic of it very, uh, the aesthetic of it makes it uh, very interesting. So when you are looking at some of these parallels, make sure uh, you factor in the color match, right? So let's just say you're trying to buy low right now on Calvin Ridley. Well, you don't want a Calvin Ridley green. Uh, you want a Calvin Ridley red because that's going to color match his. Uh, his Falcons uniform. So, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're looking at some of these orange laser Joe Burrow buys and, you know, the prices on these are pretty insane. So as we look towards these next products uh, that are hitting the shelves soon, Mosaic, you already see hobby boxes that are out there. Andy Illusions product is already out there. Uh, as far as hobby releases are concerned with Prism around the corner, Keep in mind, so for instance, if you are a Mac Jones buyer and you want to buy uh, a Mac Jones card for the gazillions of dollars you're going for, even though he's not really that good, uh, I would recommend you don't get a green Mac Jones prism. Get a red, white, and blue Mac Jones prism because that's going to match the red, white, and blue Patriots colors. And Man, Andy, it, it, the orange laser Joe Burrow does look really good. But, you know, that's one of the points we want to express today. Don't go insane over color, color match, but also keep in mind that people really do like the way they look. 
They really do, Carter. I, I've seen the color match be, you know, the, the most popular variation of, of cards when they have all these different parallels. The color match that matches a jersey uniform gets a ton of demand right next to that silver variation. It's kind of like our, our base short print variation of the card. And, um, yeah, blue, red, white, and blue for Patriots. Uh, you could potentially – I think those are some wonderful uh, variations there for some Patriots. And but they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, they're out. And they we'll, we'll talk about – We'll, we'll talk about some quarterbacks in just a second that are out as potential buy-low opportunities. But, Andy, I want to make a quick point right, right now about uh, Josh Allen, okay? And this is the danger of, you know, buying these guys before the season. So Josh Allen, base, PSA 10, prism cards were selling for around nine dollars uh, even $1,000 for a PSA 10. And, look, Josh Allen – Arguably, and Andy, this is kind of crazy, not just arguably, but somewhat quietly against the greatest defensive mind of all time. Josh Allen had one of the most legendary playoff performances ever. Okay. Mm. And his PSA 10s that was selling for $900 on average before the season mm -hmm. are now selling right now after. He just performed at the highest level you possibly can perform right now for $600. So this is what we always tell you about these base cards. It's not the highest upside card in the world when you buy it. So, Andy, when you look for those cards, you really have to look at the price point. Yeah, and take uh, inflation into consideration because oh. these cards very much got inflated in in twenty. 21 back around draft times so we saw a big spike in football cards last postseason like we're seeing now the guys that got the big spikes their prices on their base cards went up dramatically josh allen being one of them and um and that's the thing he had huge expectations coming into 2021 uh, and into this this season and and over time, the value of those base cards just dropped because they were astronomically high to begin with. I mean, there was there was no room for those to keep going up because at that price point, you're talking you you need to generate the demand of an elite level an investor or collector to pay a thousand dollars plus for their base Prism PSA ten card when there's thousands of those in existence. But the elite level collector and investor wants something like a rookie ticket auto, Carter, uh, something that's got a lot more scarcity. That's something that's got an autograph to it, something something more along those lines, which in turn, uh, you know, the demand of these base ones go down regardless of how good he plays, which means their price goes down to a reasonable level. Exactly. And we know we have some people that bleed over from different sports, a lot of Zion Williamson fans are nodding their head in agreement right now with everything you just said. And I feel bad for people that, that bought the Josh Allen card with the intentions of flipping it because this is pretty, you know, damning evidence here that 
you shouldn't pay too, too, too much money for a PSA 10 modern rookie. And if you are one of those people that bought those Mac jar jar, Mac Jones cards for $2,000 press proof PSA 10, uh, once again, if you're listening to this podcast, you wouldn't have made uh, that mistake. So it is very fascinating, Andy, when you look at things like that. But still, this is what I want to get out of the Joe Burrow and uh, Josh Allen point that I'm going to make here as far as buying quarterbacks for the future. You got to remember Justin Herbert's not playing right now. And as big a fan as I am of Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert is just as good as Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow will be, uh, will have the better career. I do think he is a better quarterback, but Josh Allen is in that discussion. Uh, and Justin Herbert is in that discussion as well, Andy. So this would be my next point for you and my question for you. And I left this out of our show prep because I want your, I just want to see your initial reaction when I ask you this question, Andy. Are you out on any of the quarterbacks that lost this past weekend? Was there a quarterback that you watched this past weekend and you said, oh, my goodness, I am panicking about this guy's future right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. Kyler Murray. Ooh. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's super athletic, but, I mean, that was a – Pretty much a straight up choke job, if you ask me, dude. Uh, Kyler Murray, that that was really concerning. That was really concerning. He made some really bad mistakes in that game. Um, I don't know, man. And and the thing is, he's still very young. Twenty nineteen. You could you could arguably say the same thing about Dak Prescott. And I know Cowboy right. fans don't want to talk about that game yet. They're still recovering. You know, they're still having a little PTSD from that that last play of the game. But it was really the whole game. And that's not the first time that the Cowboys have been in a playoff scenario since Dak Prescott took over going back to 2017, uh, where not this exact scenario happened, obviously, but something similar to this effect. And it's that's tough, man. What do you think? Yeah. So those are the two big quarterbacks that that I was going to bring up here. Okay, I think two of them have something very much in common, right? Bad head coaches, all right? Mm -hmm. So Cliff Kingsbury has a history of his teams tapering off at the end of the season. And Mike McCarthy is just not a good coach. There's no other way around it. He's not good. Uh, And Kellen Moore kind of got exposed a little bit. And Andy, you watch the NFL really closely, right? And you watch the NFC in particular really closely because you know you're 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 a Bucks fan. Uh, man, Dallas's offense got really stale. Uh, it, it got. It, I know Troy Aikman just went after the Cowboys for not targeting CD Lamb more. I know there's a lot of CD Lamb buyers that listen to the show. Uh, that was also a concerning performance. Why wasn't he getting more targets uh, when, you know, Aikman was saying, hey, there were favorable coverage opportunities. D- does Dak and CD, do they not see eye to eye? There's all these different questions uh, surrounding the coaching staffs of both of them. So to defend both of them, I, I'm just out on Kingsbury. It, none of it ever made sense uh, uh, to me. And I'm I'm out on Mike McCarthy. So I would give 
both of them, uh, you know, a second look. And I do think their prices, Andy, are going to go down. Obviously, Dak is a little bit safer because he does play for the Cowboys, right? Uh, but I'm, I'm going to give you a few more here. Uh, th- those two are obviously very interesting. Also, our guy who, Andy, you've you've done really well with is Jalen Hurts. Man, I, dude, you, obviously you watch that game closely as well. You're, you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. super fan. Uh, I, I still think Jalen Hurts is a play compared to the other two simply because, Andy, uh, his price is going to be way lower than Kyler and Dak. And I do think you'll see some Jalen uh, Hurts prices tank just a little bit over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, right now, right off the bat, uh, Herbert has maintained his value. It has come down. Herbert's prism base are are trading the same as Joe Burrow's prism base in a raw format, around $50 to $60. Jalen Hurts, around $10. He did lose, right? I mean, it it was, you know, I don't think that he played really terrible, but it wasn't also he did miss a few throws that I watched him was like, Oh, uh, thank God he overthrew Devonte Smith again. But, <laughs> and then he did, uh, but he did have a couple of nice throws as well. I have also seen a statement from on Twitter from um, the Philadelphia Eagles saying they're committed to him as their starting quarterback for 2022. So that's promising. I'm still going to continue to buy him. If anything for his fantasy relevance, Right. Um, period, because he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken off of, of, of fantasy drafts in 2022. Uh, he's going to get have a big storyline, big market, a ton of fantasy relevance. So I think from that alone, his stock will, will go up. I love that. I, I, I still believe in Jalen. Uh, you know, he works his tail off. He's going to put in the work to, to become a better passer. And uh, I do think his prices are going to go down quite a bit. Right, because it was such an ugly performance, and people are going to want to dump their money into Burrow, Herbert, and other players. Now, I'm going to give people a little scoop here uh, on Justin Herbert. So, I, I was in Vegas this past weekend, Andy, and I saw Justin Herbert, and uh, I didn't tell you this beforehand, and I didn't really tweet this out. Okay, so uh, we ate at a steakhouse. I was I was there with some of my my friends, and. Uh, I'm I'm going up an escalator, right? And coming down an escalator to this restaurant was 12 300-pound human beings, okay? So what I initially thought it was what was um, uh, so Vegas hosts an all-star game. They host the uh, East-West Shrine game, and I thought it was just some offensive linemen there getting ready to, you know, for that all-star pro uh, uh, senior bowl type of event, um, but I was like, no, that's not until a month from now. And I saw at the back of these 300 pound men was Justin Herbert. And I was with my buddy, Scotty Z. And I was like, that's Herbert taking his offensive line, uh, on a steak dinner. It's kind of a thing, right? So quarterbacks do that. Uh, Byron Leftwick did it in college, right? Uh, it's always known that quarterbacks take their offensive linemen. I can't confirm if Herbert fronted the bill or whatever it was, uh, but I can confirm that that's actually a good sign that Herbert does do all uh, the right things. So there you go. It's a little fantasy football card quest uh, exclusive uh, for listeners of the podcast. That was something else I didn't tell you in, in the prep 
But the reason why I say that is those things are important to people like me, right? Because, you know, it wasn't publicized. It wasn't you – know, Herbert wasn't like, hey, look, I'm taking care of my guys right here. <laughs> uh, he just goes about his business, right? So I am a Justin Herbert believer. The, the, the point, though, Andy, is that his prices aren't going to go down, right? Whereas someone like Jalen Hurts, his prices will go down and you will be able to buy, you know, a, a good bit of his stuff for a, a really decent price point. And it's going to be, Andy, exactly the same thing last offseason as it will be this offseason with Jalen Hurts, simply because he's just not as hyped as the other guys. <clears throat> yeah, very much so. And, uh, you know, there's every week there's there's people that will start an auction in the middle of the week and end it in the middle of the next week. Um, and those are the, the best auctions, man, to to get in on super low. Sometimes you never know when people are like, ah, I really got to have, you know, uh, some money for this rookie ticket auto or whatever it is. And it, and it goes well undervalued in an auction um, during the week. On a guy like Jalen Hurts or something, that's a big, big flip potential uh, for 2022 season. Now, before we get into a few other storylines, it is our hobby tip of the week. And Andy, people in the Patreon, uh, in our Patreon community, all know this uh, as far as sold items checked on eBay. But it goes even one step further, okay, as far as selling an item on eBay. And it really cuts down on the time it takes for you to sell and list items. It sure does, man. It, the, the most time-consuming aspect of listing and selling items on eBay is actually filling out the listing, uh, filling out the title, filling out all the descriptors. That's the most time-consuming part, man. There's like 20 different descriptors that eBay uh, wants from you. So... What I recommend you do, this will cut out all of that legwork, is you find one, the card that you're trying to sell. You find it in a sold format already because this accomplishes two things, Carter. When you find it in a sold format, you're comping it for one so you know how much you can expect to get for it and how much you want to list it for. And then two, you go into the listing and right underneath the sold photo is a little button that says sell one like this. And it does the same thing on your phone right above the, the picture. If you do all your listings from your phone like I do, um, and you just click that sell one like this, and then it automatically populates all those descriptors. It, it populates the title, everything. All you've got to do at this point is um, upload your photos and set your price point and your shipping parameters, and you're good to go. Um, every, if every once in a while you got to maybe, yeah, okay. This one says requires additional, additional details, condition missing. Um, so you just want condition, whatever that is near mint or meant or better. If you don't see any right. blemishes on it and you rock and roll and that that'll cut down several minutes from each one of your listings. And, uh, that adds up, man, <laughs> really adds up. Yeah. So. Once again, if you're listening to just the audio version, we went through this on YouTube. Andy just went through a tutorial on how you can do just that thing. And, you know, basically, you know, you go to sold items. It's a small print. Sell like this. Click it. And then it is ready to go. Um, all you got to do is add the photos. Another tip, Andy, that uh, if you are buying and selling to flip, once you receive the card, go on ahead and take a nice photo of it. 
right? And and just have that photo ready to go. Uh, so it makes it easier for you, right? Because once you open, you know, a package, whatever, just go ahead and take a nice photo of it. And then you could just store it. And then that aspect in your subconscious is like, okay, I already have the photos. Now all I got to do is list it and it's boom, 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 ready to go. So it makes it a little bit easier for you as well. Andy, my hobby tip of the day is, you know, something that we preach all the time on this channel. Look at release dates. Okay. So Mosaic is out there. Illusions is out there. And it's, uh, it's very important, you know, to keep up with that because obviously uh, that's just more cards entering the marketplace, especially for that new rookie class. So uh, Mosaic is floating out into the wild. Uh, we already talked about Illusions. Prism is still around the corner, Andy. And initially it was supposed to come out on January 26th. That has been pushed back as well. So whatever the date may be when these cards hit the shelf, always take a look at, you know, Steel City Collectibles, all these different sites that have updated um, release dates and factor that into uh, your investing um, strategies. Yes, sir. I'm still seeing contenders being released February 18th, but um, playbook on the 25th. But Prism has been moved all the way out now to the middle of March, March 16th. Um, so you've got Phoenix Limited coming out the end of February, beginning of March. And Prism moved all the way out now to March 23rd. <sighs> Right before the draft. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Still ooh. no dates for optic and select. Mm. Interesting, right? That these releases are getting closer and closer to the draft date, right? So we spent a lot of time in our mm. last episode, Andy, talking about yeah, I see that smirk on your face. It is interesting. Uh in the last episode we talked about the NFL draft spike in sports cards. So now if you push releases back to around that day, it does add a little extra something, even though which, the, the players that are being drafted won't be in that product. Still, uh, once again, and, and this is why it's key, Prism for last year released in December, early December. Um, now it is being released way eh, Hey, later. Uh, so I don't know. I mm. well, I don't know. We got, I mean, hey, man, we know there's going to be some big moves this off season, some big acquisitions. We got some monster defensive players going in the draft. Some good skill position guys. Maybe a couple quarterbacks. I think the jury's still out on that. But it's like, dude, the draft is a chance for all teams to improve. Right. And and there's a lot of players that went through their rookie season that underperformed. I think that's one of the most fun things I like to do in the in the offseason is look at the rookies that underperformed or didn't get opportunity on their team that should have a much better second year, should have that breakout in the second year. Because we know a lot of rookies don't just come in the league right off the bat and and break out like Jamar Chase. You know, it, it takes them a good a good season. So, um, yeah, I can see a lot of rookies being hyped. A lot of prism breaks going down around the around the draft time. 
Shout out to 402 Collectibles, Kaladesi, all the people in the Patreon. Men have been showing me a lot of love, showing you a lot of love, Andy. Raven Invest, who's probably like way smarter than both of us when it comes to all this. Uh, I mean, I've been learning so much just from watching and listening to that guy. He is just so freaking next level when it comes to his knowledge. That's why you got to join the football card Patreon group. And Andy, I'm going to share something uh, here as far as hobby tip of the week. I don't like to say and 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 demand people to do whatever, right? Because sports collecting is your own thing, right? You make it whatever you want to do. So, you know, if you absolutely want a Josh Allen PSA 10 base, even though I was telling you to be careful about that before the season and now, it's one of the few things that I was like totally right about. Uh, it, do what you want to do, right? But Andy, I'm about to give a tip that I think could be very useful for a lot of people out there because I feel like we need to put a bow on a piece of advice that we have been giving all this year. It's now time to sell your Titans cards, right? It is, it's, it's time to do it all year long. Andy, we have been telling people buy Tennessee Titan players, buy them. Okay. And list it because they're going to be in the playoffs. All right. Little did we know that they would actually get the one seed. And now, a lot of you are sitting there because you listened to our advice and you bought a bunch of Ryan Tannehill cards for really cheap. All right. How do I know this? Because I did this and I've sold a lot of Ryan Tannehills for pretty decent profit. But now it's time to list it. Now, I'm not here sitting uh, telling you to uh, uh, that, that the Bengals are going to beat the Titans this past weekend. But what I do know is I saw this on Scott Van Pelt last night. This is the smallest point spreads we have ever seen for the four divisional round games, okay? So it's not as if we know that the Bengals are going to beat the Titans. It's just that Vegas, and I was out in Vegas. These people are smarter than you are. I, I, I spoke to, I, I saw a few gambling sharks out there uh, that, that look at the point spreads and do all that. They have this line right now, Andy, at three and a half, three and a half points, which is low because the Titans are, are coming off this first round bye week and they do have Derrick Henry back. Andy, there's something that's telling me that the Bengals are going to win this game. Joe Burrow beat Tennessee last year with a lesser Bengals team. Uh, I, I, I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I, I, I do. So if, and I know I have a Bengals jersey in the background. I know I'm the biggest Joe Burrow fan, but Andy, I, I think it's now time to, to sell those Titans cards. I think that's a great assessment, man. I, I sold a Derrick Henry uh, card myself, an Opticalo, um, for pretty good money over the weekend. I definitely have seen hype picking up for him. A.J. Brown rookie card prices are pretty much back at the hype levels and the value levels that they were before he got injured throughout the season. Um, so you've got that going with the hype around Julio Jones being fully healthy. That's a peaking the Ryan Tannehill hype is peaking. Uh, I could totally see the Bengals winning this game as well. I, I'm, I'm, I've become a big Joe Burrow believer. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the Bengals and the Bills in Kansas City. That's so hard to pick Ooh. a winner. But um, I don't know, man. What are you feeling in that game? You know what's interesting? So I know in the last episode I said I felt good about the Titans in their next round game. I don't anymore. Like I've completely 180 <laughs> on this. And 
I don't know. I, I just think Cincinnati's better. I, I do. The only difference, though, is I think Vrabel is just such a better coach than than Taylor. Uh, but if Taylor lets Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow, they're going to win that game. Um, Bills Chiefs, we saw this game earlier in the year. Bills dominated the, the Chiefs. Chiefs are a completely different team. I'm a big Chiefs fan because I'm a big fan of wherever Tyron Matthew is. So in in my heart of hearts, I, I'm hoping the – uh, the the Chiefs win. Actually, I do like Kansas City in this matchup, Andy. I do. I also we see a super high over under a fifty four and a half. I also do like the under in this one, uh, knowing that these defenses are going to be seeing each other, you know, again. And both of these teams had such great performances offensively this past week. I just think there's going to be some regression. Uh, I do like Kansas City winning this game, Andy. I also like the Rams versus Tampa Bay this past week, uh, the next weekend. Okay. I understand you're going to hate me for this. That's why I saved it for our prediction point of this podcast. The Rams are healthier. Um, the, the, the Buccaneers obviously had one of the more impressive performances uh, this past week. The Rams performance was even better versus a better team. And the Rams have already beaten Tampa Bay this year. I understand it's tough to be Brady in a rematch. I understand picking Matt Stafford, who is notoriously unclutch, to beat Tom Brady, ver- the, the clutchest version of a football player we've ever seen. I am going Rams right here, Andy. Uh, I will just say that the Rams, when they beat us earlier in the season, was in SoFi Stadium in L.A. They are coming to Tampa Bay. They are traveling to Tampa Bay on a short week. And I just want to let you know, Carter, because you definitely care about this guy. Lombardi Lenny practiced today. All right. And it looks like he's going to be, it looks like he's going to be back Sunday. Now, can't say that I'm not worried about Tristan Wirfs. I am worried about him and, and Brian Jensen, uh, our center and our right tackle, who both uh, suffered a, a minor injury. Tristan Wirfs, though, was worse. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a close game. However, I, I've, I got I believe in my guys, especially when they're coming to Tampa and Matt Stafford not being uh, very mobile and our defense fully healthy. Um, so obviously, you know, uh, I, I think what's going to happen, I think San Francisco is going to go to Green Bay and is going to upset Green Bay in this playoff game in green Bay. I think then San Francisco is going to come to Tampa for the NFC championship game. Oh, so we're opposite here. I think green Bay blows them out. I do. Um, San Francisco, let's take a look at their last two wins, right? So they, they, they beat a Cowboys team, which was poorly coached, poorly disciplined, 14 penalties. San Francisco played really well. I think that had more to do with the Cowboys choking and then building a $1.5 billion stadium just to blind their own players. Uh, I, I Green Bay, th- this is going to be a blowout, right? This is a really good football team. Obviously, you know, their defensive health has just been, you know, not the absolute best. Uh, they're a different team with Zadarius Smith on the field. I, I, I do think, though, Green Bay is just far better, and I do think having Jimmy G as your quarterback is going to catch up to you uh, this past weekend. So just to set the record straight, um, what, what was your Chiefs-Bills pick? Which, which, which are, are you leaning Bills? I'm going, I'm going with the Bills in that game. So, okay. so we're opposite on three of the games, and 
the only game we're in agreement with are the Bengals over the Titans. So once again, that's why you come to this podcast where uh, you see how right I am and how wrong Andy will be here in a week from now. <laughs> so uh, so w- whatever the results may be, just be ready uh, because th- this this is my major point uh, about going through these games is that they're all coin flips. This is not a scenario where, you know, last week we saw a bunch of blowouts. I think there are zero blowouts here outside of Green Bay versus San Francisco. I I think you're going to get some really compelling competitive games. And it oftentimes just comes down to a coin flip. Um, Does the ball bounce your way? Do you get lucky? Uh, Those things are very important when it comes to these, uh, these close games. So if you are, tending to wait for the Super Bowl to sell your cards, just understand that it's kind of a crapshoot at this point. You're, you're going to need some good things to go your way uh, to to win close games. So, Andy, we touched on so much. Uh, it's playoff time. I know I'm super fired up about all these different things. But now we get to our plays of the week. We've given you quite a few, such as, selling your Titans cards and so on and so on. Andy, is there something that is just tickling your fancy right now as far as making some, some big time purchases this next week? Uh, yes, there is. I look to free agency, 2022 free agency, Carter. Uh, one of the questions in our discord community, uh, shout out to Jay was, should he be buying Deshaun Watson right now? Um, with with the with the thought that he could potentially be playing somewhere in 2023 now, he's not a free agent right but the Texans obviously Davis Mills looks serviceable he looks pretty good and you t- Deshaun Watson's still going through the legal proceedings it doesn't look like he's ever going to play for the Texans again uh, but I said like how much are his rookie ticket autos and he went and looked them up and they're still over a thousand dollars Deshaun Watson, Prism Silver Optic Hollows are right around a hundred bucks. So there's still definitely a lot of people that are are holding those either because they bought them back in 2020 for a pretty penny and they're just not willing to part ways with the thought that he's going to play again. Or, you know, there's still a lot of people that believe he's going to play again, whether it's 2022, 23. And I said, would you rather have a base Prism Deshaun Watson for a hundred or would you rather go and get 2022 free agent Mitchell Trubisky rookie ticket auto for a hundred that that Mm. that was the the thought that i that i proposed because i personally would rather have a hundred dollar mitchell trubisky rookie ticket auto going into this offseason and for next year so this is what i always say about football cards right there's only one card where there seems to be no ceiling on any version of this player and that's tom brady Right. So understand that there is a proverbial ceiling that people are going to be willing to spend on Deshaun Watson. Even if he goes out there and dominates, you know, this incident is just always going to be on the back of their mind. Uh, So when you buy a Deshaun Watson card, man, how much higher can that price actually go? The opposite is actually true with Mitchell Trubisky, right? He does everything right. Like in, in Chicago, you know, it was a myth that people hated Mitchell Trubisky. The exact opposite is true. Everyone loved Mitchell Trubisky. 
he did all the right things, right? He was a good leader. He just sucked, okay? But was it him or was it Matt Nagy who really just started to regress as a coach? Now, I know they made the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky, and Mitchell looked – I mean, he made a Pro Bowl, Trubisky. Uh, I like it, Andy. I, I really do. Like, it's not that we're telling you that Mitchell Trubisky's the next Joe Burrow. It's just he does and says the right things. And with a weak quarterback draft upcoming, could you imagine the buzz? Uh, let's just say the Giants want to make a push for Mitchell Trubisky. Even before he plays a down for the Giants, Andy, just tell people, what are his prices going to do? Let's just say the Giants sign Mitchell Trubisky. His prices are going to skyrocket. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all those reasons you mentioned. Plus, you know, he was drafted ahead of um, a lot of guys. in He was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes in 2017. So he comes with a lot of draft capital um from 2017 he's still got a lot of that rookie uh fomo element to him and nobody's seen him under like you know good coaching different team scenario a fresh start i could absolutely see at least his prices go up to a you know respectable level for 2017 rookie cards right now they're just so dirt cheap absolutely so um, I, I love that play, Andy. I, I really do. I know there was another question uh, in the Patreon here. I wanted to make sure I got its name right. Pizzo, Pizzo, uh, as far as defensive players are concerned. Uh, I, I'm a defensive player buyer, but I know when I buy defensive players, it's more for the PC, right? So, you know, Tyron Matthews, the guy that I PC, part of it is because he's cheaper, even though, you know, he's a really, really, really good safety who I'm hoping gets into the hall of fame. So as far as defense players are concerned, you know, we've touched on that in, you know, quite a few episodes. Uh, it, it, it is interesting though. Like you can still get TJ Watt cards for like really, really cheap. And he just tied the sack record. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't even play two games. So this guy has had two historically great seasons. I don't know if he's going to get DPOY. Um, but a guy like Micah Parsons is someone that that I find to be very interesting as well for the Cowboys. You know, he says and does all the right things. He's a ridiculously hard worker. And I have a tough time believing, Andy, that Micah Parsons, um, you know, I, I, I see some Lawrence Taylor type of vibes. I do think when his career is all said and done, we're going to be talking about one of the greatest defensive players of all time. So, you know. As far as, you know, plays of the week are concerned, as far as defensive players are concerned, um, once again, we're we're always going to say this. It's always quarterbacks, then running backs and receivers, and then, you know, you start getting into defensive guys. But, Andy, this is where we zag. We zag on this podcast when everyone zigs, right? Yes, sir, man, because – No, 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 no. What about tight ends, right? I think oh, yeah. I, I think we see a few things here, right, with tight ends, all right? So, you know, we had this Kyle Pitts thing happen this past year where he had a transcendent season, okay? Now, this gets deeper into the college game, but I think in the college game we're going to start seeing more tight ends. Um, you know, as defensive boxes and defensive players become lighter, uh, they become thinner. 
there's going to be extra value in finding unicorn tight ends that can give you a little bit of the blocking game. Everyone's going to be looking for that next George Kittle because there's so much you can do uh, with Kittles and Kelsey's and all that. So, you know, you look at a guy like Dallas Goddard this past weekend. He looked amazing. Like you could argue behind Tom Brady, Goddard, Andy, was the best football player on the field. Uh, he was phenomenal on an Eagles team that doesn't have great receivers. So we know Goddard next year, him and Jalen Hurts have some some good rapport. We know Goddard is going to get crazy targets uh, going into next year. So Dallas Goddard is someone that I find pretty interesting. I know Kyle Pitts is going to be the guy that everybody's going to want uh, because he is a unicorn. He has all this hype. But I am a believer now that Dallas Goddard, now with Zach Ertz out of the picture, is ready to take that next step. So be on the lookout for tight ends. I do think we're going to see more tight ends become part of the game as the offenses are going to try and take advantage of white boxes and run the football more. So there's going to be value in having uh, bigger guys that can also get deep in the passing game as well. Hmm. Very true. Very true, man. Look at uh, Travis Kelsey and Gronk, you know, some of the legendary tight ends and their, their values on their high end stuff is really high. I, I think, you know, I think ultimately, Carter, it's it's very much driven by the, the storyline. Right. I mean, we, we saw the breakout in values this year on Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. Um, yeah, you can get a lot of T.J. Watt based stuff for relatively cheap. His high-end stuff is, is several hundred dollars. Nothing is like too crazy. Not not like a quarterback. They're never. I don't. I, I don't think they're ever going to get to the values of of a quarterback um, per se. But I think that they can get to the same values as these other skill position players, as the breakout wide receivers and the breakout running backs and stuff, um, because I think it's very much story driven based on the market size, the amount of attention that the media gives them, whether it's about their you know, their childhood story or their workout preparation or their, their comeback story. Like we talked about with cam Akers, Uh, and, and that's what drives a lot of the hype that we see. And, and that can, that could happen to a, a defensive player just as easily as it can an offensive player. Don't forget about release dates. It's something else. that's so important. I know we touched on it a minute ago. I, I, something just happened. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be able to afford a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase card, right? I just, I just want some of their, their stuff, right? So, man, I just hope I pull one. I'm going to get my hand on one little cello pack of Prism, and I'm like, I hope I pull a Jamar Chase card. Just one, just <laughs> one. Uno, baby. Um, so yeah, yeah, Andy, this it it's a fun episode. Is there anything else, uh, you need the card world? world to know uh before we get out of here uh no i i would say i, w- I want to ask one more uh question to you Cardo. i'm curious to get your opinion on this um say you've got a raw card right at what price point does that raw card have to be worth for you to submit it to psa for a hundred dollars <laughs> over submitting it to sgc for 30 we know there's a significant value increase between a PSA 10 and an SGC 10. However, you have a, always have a chance that you could get that SGC 10 pristine gold label like the Beckett you know, 10 pristine that are then worth more than a PSA 10. 
but those are very, very, very rare and hard to get. And typically, you know, you're going to get a PSA nine or 10 or SGC nine or 10. And that's a big difference in submission right. fees between SGC and, and PSA. So I'm curious what your opinion is that like the, a, a value threshold or a, something that you have in mind about uh, when you when you decide between submitting to SGC or PSA. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a great question, Andy. I, full disclosure, I've never submitted a card ever, never, ever. And it's because of stuff like this, right? Having to wait for your card to come back. So that's the first thing you, you have to ask yourself, right? Obviously, SGC still being at $30 compared to $100 for PSA is just so huge. If you have a super high-end card, right, it needs to go to PSA. It just does. It doesn't need to be in an SGC label. Now, I understand SGC uh, because of the Honus Wagner you know, card and, and baseball. A lot of their vintage uh, – SGC has, has seen a vintage bump. Uh, but we're talking about mostly modern football cards. And, you know, Andy, you, you have a bunch of SGC uh, labels uh, behind you. I, I, I don't have a single SGC label card. I just don't. And it's amazing, like, how many people, you know, you speak to uh, that that do. And I, I I don't mind the label. I don't, I don't think it looks like just awful uh, per se. And I've never not bought a card because it was in, in an SGC slab, if that makes sense. But – I also wouldn't be opposed when it comes to submitting, Andy, to just going to SGC simply because $70 is such a huge difference in the card. So for me, if you, let's just say someone is sitting there with the Patrick Mahomes Prism rookie, you send that to PSA, obviously. But let's just say, uh, for instance, uh, I, I'm buying Jerry Judy right now. I'm probably just going to send a card to SGC if it's Jerry Judy, right? Because if I send it to PSA and it gets a PSA 10, well, that's $70. A Jerry Judy card is not going to hit a ceiling where, you know, you're, you're going to overcome that $70 difference. And that's only if you get a 10. What if you get a nine? Then if you get a nine, it is not worth that $70 difference unless it is just some super high-end card. So th that's what you really have to factor in. And I know a lot of listeners and viewers uh, watching this is like, okay, I like PSA slabs the most, and they do go for the most. But $70, Andy, it's just so freaking huge with no absolute guarantee for when you're actually going to get that card back. Yeah, and, you, and then you don't want to lose money on it. So now you've you've added a $70 increase so your listing on on ebay and it's like potentially no one's ever going to buy that you're going to have to end up losing money on it whereas if you only have the 30 30 sgc overhead you're like okay well i'll i'll um i'll double my money on this card no problem with the 30 overhead and it, and it coming back a nine it's not as big of a hit i'm personally a, a big fan of going that route for virtually everything unless yeah, maybe like you said, something that's super, super rare, super high end quarterback that that I know looks great, and uh, in a PSA slab, it would just be like leaps and bounds better. But that's man, that's very far and few in between. Also, Andy, I, I'm gonna galaxy brain this right. So uh, 
I'm somewhat familiar with PSA uh, back to when I wasn't into football cards the way that I am now. I got to meet Joe Orlando and got to know him, you know, fairly well. He is a former president of PSA, right? And I got to know him through, through my dad, who was a pretty high-end basketball co- card collector. And Joe was really nice, right? He was, he, all I've heard from, like, uh, people that know Nat Turner is that he's great for the hobby. Obviously, Nat bought out PSA and, you know, is kind of the guy there now. He himself is a card collector. And I'm going to give you, Andy, a galaxy brain take, right, where it's, you know, the meme, like it's like a galaxy brain. I honestly think PSA doesn't want you to send them a Jerry Judy card like the one I was referencing. And this is why, because they want people who submit to them to be happy, right? So much of this hobby has to do with your mood, right? And if let's just say let's just say theoretically that with that Jerry Judy card I sent to uh, let's just say I send it to him, you know the only way I'm happy with the seventy plus dollars and just a hundred dollar investment is if I actually do get a ten, right? Also, if people are sending in you know those middle tier players to PSA, that just adds to their backlog, right? That's just another card that they're going to grade, and. Once again, it is just one person and maybe someone else. We don't know the full grading process. And let's just say that person is looking at Aaron Rodgers and they're looking at Russell Wilson. And then, oh, look, here's a Michael Jordan card. And then, oh, my God, this guy sent in a Jerry Judy. They sent in a Jerry Judy card. Uh, PSA is looking at so many, like, high-end players where, you know, once again, they take grading very seriously. I also don't think they want you sending, you know, kind of middle tierish cards to them because they know how nerve wracking it is for that person uh, to receive a 10 because it does heavily influence uh, that price. I mean, obviously, a difference between a 10 and a nine is, is huge in general. But I also think, you know, with PSA having to deal with backlog issues now for uh, basically since this second boom has started, Andy. I, I just think that they would also prefer you to to send that card to SGC as well. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I would imagine so. I mean, it was such a big component of uh, sports card flipping strategy was to send in virtually every card to PSA in bulk submissions, base cards, second year cards, third year cards, the whole nine yards, and get them graded, get them back as a 10. That'll 5X the value. And you'll you'll be able to easily double your money, even if it's a base third year card, uh, because it's uh, it's a great player, right? And I think you're right, man. I think they want to they they probably want to focus on the high end, uh, rare stuff that um, you know that's like the cornerstone of of the hobby, like the really high end stuff. And if it's your PC, why does it matter what slab it's in, right? <laughs> I, I still got to send in like uh, my pure graded X submission that I bought like months ago. I I, I just kind of remembered about that. Who, who cares what kind of slab it's in if it's for uh, your, your PC? So, you know, hopefully, you know, as someone who's never actually done the submission process, man, it's just hard. And it's so hard. Like if you're like me that just wants to have fun with this kind of stuff, but it also wants to make money. 
it's just such a hard thing to grasp that you have to clean the card and put it in a card saver to go through the typing process and shipping and all of it. And maybe you get your card back within a year. It's, it's so, and, and I share this, I know we're rambling a bit here at the end, but I did actually, uh, so on this trip, I, there was a friend of a friend who was there and there was a hobby shop around where we were staying in Vegas. And in that weekend, uh, he got all in on cards. His name's Phil. And he was like asking me a thousand different questions once he saw that I was really into this stuff, right? And I just – I tried to explain grading to him. He doesn't understand that concept. It's not mm. that he doesn't understand how I was explaining it. It's just a very foreign thing, and, and Phil's a very successful person, and he does buy a bunch of stuff. He just never understood how like the grading and stuff worked. It, it's a very foreign thing uh, to just – normal people that like sports collecting and aren't fully into like the minutia like we are. So it's, it's strange. The idea of grading is just very, very, very strange, but any, I'm glad you brought it up here at the end. It, it is pretty crazy. Yeah, man, I, I'm an expert at rambling. So we, we, uh... <laughs> ha, 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 ha. so once again, fantasy football card quest is your YouTube channel and uh, you absolutely kill it. Uh, but we want you to be a part of the Patreon community, patreon.com slash football cards. And Andy, we'll see you next week, baby. Let's go. All right, man. Good luck this weekend. Peace. Go Bengals. Let's go.